The Comedy Store would like you to know that the views and opinions expressed on this podcast are strictly those of the speakers or authors and do not necessarily reflect or represent the views and opinions held by the Comedy Store and its affiliates. I know because I had like a whole half hour on it. <laughs> and I'm doing, I'm doing Carnival and they want me to do you know, five different half hours, right? Oh, right. So I had a whole chunk just on, uh, you know, the kids and marriage. Right. You know, and everything. And, and then it felt weird. I tried doing it. Well, then my ex and my ex and my ex. It didn't, it didn't, yeah, it didn't work. Right, right, right. Yeah, because now the there's... Jokes, the jokes didn't stand as good when I said ex first. Right. Instead of just my wife. Yeah, because then it makes it seem like, well, he, he's just angry about it. When when exactly. it's your wife, then it's like, he's angry about it, but well, he's sticking it out. You're right. And, and here's another thing. When you start talking about divorce, it's a it's a touchy subject because you don't want to come off bitter. Right. And you don't yeah. want pity laughs. Right. And so it's a really hard, fine so line a, to walk. Damn. And it's, I had a, I had a, you know, it took me a long time to be, be able to, to, to actually find that line where I could talk about it, because I didn't want, oh, yeah, <laughs> you know, this these goofy, oh, <laughs> he's hurting, Puppy. yeah, yeah, oh, I, Puppy. you know, and then I went, oh, he's mad, he's bitter, yeah, you know, you don't want that, no, 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 no. so it took me a while, but I, I figured it out, you know, that's good, yeah, yeah. You're a good part hey, of town now. You know I what? You do 25 years, you got to get at least 10 minutes out of it, right? <laughs> <laughs> I got to get at least 10 or yeah. 20 Solid. minutes out Solid, of it. yeah. It's oat. It's like that's part of the alimony, I guess. <laughs> yeah, right? I I keep 100% of the material about <laughs> you. My favorite jokes he used to do is like his wife getting fake tits. And what are you going to do if we break up? Do I get titty visitation, right? I think that's... <laughs> I miss you, I miss you, I miss you. Come here, YouTube. Come here, YouTube. It was so silly. I used to want to throw my tray in the air. I'm so happy because it's just a silly joke. Well, half my stuff is silly. But it's fun. I love that kind of stuff. I don't know. <laughs> it's funny. Um, I always had this image of like... And I had a friend that got her whole everything redone. You Anything you can think of she got done yeah and then she fucking left the guy and yeah she, she was kind of an asshole but you know that's yeah. the old joke where the girl and does I was that like, oh god i go he yeah. did everything like he fixed and then i all i could think about was you <laughs> and they don't get me they're like who is the normal Kevin? people like you know the regular idiots from philadelphia that's, that's like, the old yeah. joke where the lady does that gets everything done and she oh gets it by a truck and she's oh. in heaven. She goes, I just had everything. He goes, well, fuck, I didn't recognize you. St. <laughs> <laughs> Peter, you're not I supposed didn't. to be here. I know. I just got everything done. Well, he didn't recognize you. <laughs> that's an old joke. I didn't know that. Yeah, that's I an know. old joke, yeah. That's well, you know, uh, you know, you know, Middleman. Oh, Steve Middleman. Yeah, he, he was on that show, uh, Complete Makeover or something. I don't know. What is that? Well, that was the one where they had uh, It was a like reality a, was like show. Is doctors would give him, ago. yeah. But he had a new chin put in. Oh, he had his nose okay, fixed. Okay. I thought you meant he was doing commentary. I didn't know. No, he was on, he was on the show. He was one of he the He got patients. plastic surgery done. You have no idea. Andrew calls him no-neck middleman. Ooh. Because he has no it's, neck. It's going to be tough to get a fake neck a put neck? in. Well, no, he got He didn't get a neck. <laughs> <laughs> they gave him the, I don't know if they're giving out necks anymore. Neck. I did the African queen neck surgery. <laughs> Bring the giraffe in. Put the rings on. We need on. a new neck on this guy. <laughs> Oh, so yeah, so he had he had like thirty thousand dollars of teeth work done. 
wow. he had a chin put in. He had his nose fixed. And uh, this guy was not a looker. Yeah, no, they, I, I, I remember, remember the headshot. I mean, I, mean they, I, I only know him from they, the headshot. His wife was Wendy. She was a, yeah. Wendy Hammers. Hammers. Something. They did the number on him, man. Wow. I, but and he, he, he was handsome. Did he? <laughs> After, afterwards? Yes. He, All right. So You worked. can really tell that he. Uh, you can rebuild. That he. Well, he, he used to do five minutes up front in his act about I it, know. having no chin. Him and Fred Greenlee. Having I no chin. I remember their acts because they made fun of their f- look so much. Yeah. That I was like, oh, okay, yeah, that's comedy. Well, self-deprecation. You know, you know self-deprecation is a Fred Greenlee. Is a big, do you remember him? Yeah. He uses it, my impression of a nickel. And he would turn, <laughs> I would be my pants. <laughs> he would turn oh my god, head. he really looks like a fucking nickel. Like I'd be mean, like, like, and I'd be like, oh god, that's terrifying. <laughs> like. <laughs> I mean, that was my first year here. I was like, oh, my God, this I love hilarious. She's, she's doing it. She's putting a drink down. <laughs> yeah. She's still waitressing. She can't. Yeah, she she's can't. still waitressing. In order she's to see the bit. Man. Oh, my God, look at it. That's $2.50. <laughs> There's nothing here I never watched comedy while I wasn't serving drinks, so my impression of enjoying comedy is always serving. I That's cannot. Why. What year did you start? Stand-up? No. Oh, here. Waitressing, 93. Okay. So that's a long time. Right. Well, that's the year I I got my series. Yeah, I remember yeah. we all took off. Wait, let's start the podcast so we don't. Know okay. That. Yeah, because I, I want to I mean, talk none about of this that. stuff. Is, well, I mean, we've we been can, recording, but I don't want to. I feel bad. Did you want all that stuff out there? You don't care. Yeah, I don't care. Oh, good for Perfect. you. All right, fuck all right. it. Let's oh, leave no. it happen. <laughs> yeah. Let's you leave can it go happen. Back and edit this any way you want, right? Yeah. 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 So I mean, it's, we had some gold. Yeah, we yeah. had some great gold. <laughs> we I had just some was, gold, man. You can't lose that. Yeah, I, I just felt bad, like you're talking about your divorce. You know. Real life oh, stuff. No, no, some no. some people then will be like, uh, "Can we edit out all the stuff for us talking about me?" I, hey, I love it. I'm yeah, it I say keep it real, so yeah. I like it. Normally, we just start by just talking. We don't like sometimes we'll fuck with people and do this morning radio bullshit where. Yeah. Hey, you're listening to Comedy Store Radio. I'm your host Rick Ingram. With me as always is Laugh Girl. <laughs> Not telling our care again. <laughs> oh God, that's right on. Too. That's so terrible. But yeah, that's normally every <laughs> shitty town in America has it. But oh yeah, shit. Uh, but wait, so you start? Okay, I started at ninety three, and this is what I remember. He was our favorite comic, John Caponera. I like, honest to God, every waitress would go nuts if he was on. You weren't ringing in drinks. You weren't. You were watching his act oh, that's like funny. crowds everybody are, would come in crowds are good 93 still is this before they started okay. fading out they they didn't start to fade till like 90 mid 90s okay uh so I, they were still decent because i was making good money here and there was still three shows in the original room like on a friday and saturday they still did three show three shows yeah two in the main room and then it started dwindling down yeah. two shows one show that kind of thing but and then you got your series and, and the manager was a guy named George, and he was like, if anybody takes off to go to Caponera's ser- uh, taping, pilot taping, you're fired. And we were like, okay. And we all took off. To go to <laughs> <laughs> he was so pissed. God damn it. I think we left two girls that just started the week before to, <laughs> to run the club. You're not part of this. You're staying and working. We all went, and we were so excited for you. I mean, Well, it- I mean, well you know... My wife, yes, uh, was waitress. Yeah. Oh, okay. When you I know. was training, she would come because Sarah was training me. 
and uh, she may you may have just got married. What year did you guys yeah, get married? Yeah, ninety two. Yeah, so we you just, just got, got married. married. She yeah. was studying maybe to be um, a personal trainer. trainer? Yeah, yeah, she was trying to be a personal trainer. So Sarah would leave me at the computer by myself, and I would secretly ask her questions. <laughs> I'd be like, "How do I ring this in?" She's like, "You'll get used to it," and then she'd just start doing it for me. And then Sarah would come back and be like, "That was great." I was like, "I thank you." Jolanda wasn't me. You're like, I'm I was cheating, like, oh, whoopsie. but. Uh, In fact, Sarah went out with um, Carl LeBeau. LeBeau. So we would go out together as a foursome. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. And they were were together a long time, you know. Yeah, like uh, 20-something years. years. They're still really close. Yeah, yeah. They're still really close. Um, 93. What year did you start? I I started in 79. Holy shit. Wow. In Chicago. Okay. And and it's so funny because I was just back there this past week. And I had my daughter with me. She was 14. So we're downtown. And I said, come on, I want to show you where I started. And she's 14. And I, I knock on the back door. And, yeah, come on in. You know? <laughs> and I go, there's a big picture of me on the wall. What club was Zanies, this? Down, Zanies. Downtown nice. Zanies. I go, I go, that's me. She goes, that's you. <laughs> I got this. It was the disco. It was 79. I had this chain on, this open, this open uh, jacket with my... She's like, you don't look like you could be a dad at all. You're like, oh, I couldn't then. So we snuck in, and then we snuck in the second city, which was a few doors down. Right, my sister went through, and she was on the main stage. Yeah. So I walked through my daughter, and they don't know me from Adam. I goes, this is my sister, is a graduate from here. She was on the main stage. Capinera is her name, and. I, we, I just wanted to show my daughter the room. And I go, yeah, go on the side of the wall. So we go in there and watch a little bit of that. Then we watch some of the stand-up. So that was cool to go back there and show her that. You know? That's awesome. Yeah, that's awesome. Now, yeah. your sister is a, a brilliant writer. She's one of the writers on I'm Dying Up Here, correct? Yeah. Yeah, yeah well, she was Yeah, she was like an overseer or something like that. She also did Shameless, which was is one of my absolute One of the best shows. shows. Yeah. yeah, Frank I love Gallagher it. is one of the best characters I've ever encountered well, in my Cindy, life. Well, Cindy... The first year of Shameless, she was the only one from Chicago on the writing staff. Yeah, yeah. Because my fr- another girl that's a comic hero regular, Nancy Pimento, uh, was one of the writers. And she really looked up to your sister because she did my other podcast. And she was like, oh, Cindy, she's so great. She's this, she's yeah, that. Cindy's, like, Cindy's she had a, hell of, a hell of a run, man. She was on the My Boys, and she did Nurse Jackie, and she did Shameless. Damn. And she did uh, two Norm McDonald sitcoms. She wrote an SNL. That's great. Uh, Amy Amy Sateris, she's doing yeah. a thing now. She just wrote for the last six months. She oh, just okay. Got, she got finished, and she she always Working. seems to she always seems to land on her feet. You know, so yeah. good for her. So talent runs in the family. Well, yeah. My <laughs> ma had that Irish wit. You know, that quick cr- Irish sarcastic wit, and that I think we all picked that up. Yeah. You know, Irish Italian, you poor. Yeah, thing. my dad's all Italian, my mom's all Irish, but uh, that yeah. makes Puerto Rican in my neighborhood. Yep. <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> a perfect mix. <laughs> That's what we call Puerto Ricans in South Philly. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, we tease my niece; she's Irish Italian, so we're like, "Oh, you're Puerto Rican." She's like, "No, no, I don't think so." You got the White Sox hat on, so are you a South Chicago yeah. guy? Yeah, I grew all up right. six blocks from Comiskey Park. You could walk through. Oh, park. okay. That's you know sweet. when the home runs went off and they. The fireworks. The sound. You could hear it. Backyard. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's just like an home run. That's where I, the Phillies are, like a mile and a half from my house. So oh, okay. when they, the fireworks go off, you know, the dog would go crazy, cry. <laughs> right. <laughs> it was so close. It sounded like it was in your backyard. You knew they were in town. Yeah, it was great. <laughs> People um, were throwing batteries. I started in '79, and then I moved to LA in '86 to do Star Search. 
Oh, okay. Oh, you're kidding. You know what's funny is it was actually 1985, and it was a day before my 30th birthday. Okay. And they had to put us up. They put us right here at the Hyatt. Oh, wow. That's where they put us up. For the Star Search. For Star Search, right? So uh, I go, hey, the comedy store's right next door here. I said, I wonder if I could go out and do a set. So I <laughs> I come down with the elevator, and I walk over, and I think Harris Pete was at the door or something. Naturally. And I said, hey, I'm doing Star Search tomorrow night. The, the, the taping, is there any way I can uh, get up? And he said, let me see. <laughs> He's no Jim Varney, but Yeah, yeah, let me let me talk to somebody. So <laughs> he was a, I love Harris, but at the did. time, you yeah. know, anybody that was the newcomer who was, wasn't going to get any kind of you it, know, yeah, welcoming. He, he, I was going to say, he kept that up until 10 years ago. <laughs> right. When I was working here, it's the same thing. You're on TV, no one gives a shit. I'm like, yeah, oh, so sorry. he comes up, he goes, hey, well, yeah, we'll get you up. Just hang out. So I ended up... Getting on and doing ten minutes and wow, had a nice set. And I come off and they go, oh, "Mitzi wants to talk to you." I'm like, oh, "Who fucks Mitzi?" <laughs> oh shit! Yeah, and and I didn't know she. I didn't know Mitzi Shore. And so this is this 85. was this was eighty five. Wow. This was eighty five, and uh, she says, "Are you here just for the show? Or are you you coming out to live?" I said, "No, I I packed my bags and I drove out here. I'm going to give it a go." Call in Monday for spots. <laughs> and that's how I got to be a paid Holy regular. Shit. And then people are shaking my hand and they're, and they're like, dude, you know what just happened? I go, no. She goes, Guys have been working the door for two years trying to get be a paid regular. She just made you a paid regular. Yeah, you came in comfortable as shit. Strolled in, well, treat well, TV well, gigs. You, you know, could get shot for I, that today. Yeah. <laughs> I was a headliner in the Midwest. When oh, I came out right, to do Star so Search, it wasn't like I had five minutes under my belt and it was open mic, working open mic nights. Right, you know, right. I was out here. I, I, I did what I wanted to do back in the Midwest, and I was ready to move here. And when that show came along, I said, "Well, that's just a omen." To, I had, you yeah. know, I wasn't married, didn't have kids. I'm like, if I'm going to do it, I'm 29. Let's do it. I'm yeah. 29. Let's go. Let's Good do it now you. while I have no ties. And I came out, and that happened for me right away, which was a blessing because she started using me in Vegas and down in San oh, yeah. Diego. So I had this little triangle thing going. Plus, I had all the rooms back in the Midwest that I was headlining, and I could always shoot out of town and work those. I always kept the relations with them. Yeah, that's and, amazing. Uh, and then I just started taking acting classes when I got out here. And Rick Messina oh, yeah. picked pick, pick me up as my, my Oh, manager. that's amazing. Did he see you here? Messina Baker used to come Messina, and hang out all the time. I don't know where time. he saw me, but I went to him for management. And he says, no, we only have one guy right now, and we're, we're taking it easy. But I like you a lot, and I'm going to keep you in mind. So one day he calls me. He said, hey, John, I know I'm not your manager, but they're doing this commercial, and they're looking for stand-ups, and I think you're right for it, so just go in. I'm going to just represent you for this. So, or I, you know, I don't, he didn't even take anything. He said, just go. I got you audition. Okay. It's for a genuine Miller draft commercial. Right. Nice. Okay. Well, I ended up booking it. Jesus. It was a national. That's and it. you know when it aired and you know where they shot it? Right here at the comedy store, <laughs> at the main stage. It was no about way. a comic pacing backstage waiting to go on. Fuck and I yeah. was, and I was the, com I was the comedian and it aired the Academy Awards is when it came oh, out. Oh, shit. Damn, that's prime. How'd yes. you do on Star Search? Did you win that too? Huh? How much no, luck did no, you no. have? <laughs> Jesus. Star Search, uh, I ended up losing to... Uh, to Felicia uh, Michaels? No, no, Jenny Jones. 
Oh yeah, daytime Dodd? talk show host. Talk yeah. Show, yeah, yeah. She only had like ten minutes to her name. She was a comic, but she had she was just she come out. She had her tits all puffed up, she, mini skirt, her hair all redded out. Like you know, she looked like a white Tina Turner, and I think she was banging um, McMahon. McMahon because <laughs> in the semifinals we finished right, and we're waiting for the judges to tally our votes. And Ed McMahon turns to her and says, "Now, Jenny, remember Thursday bloopers." They were shooting the bloopers and blunders show together. And I'm thinking, well, fuck. Yeah. I got a snowball's she... chance of winning this thing. <laughs> and before even the thought even entered my mind, and the winner, Jenny Jones. I'm like, no shit. Yeah, how shocking. <laughs> so about six months go by, and I work in a club in Tampa, and, and, and she's on the bill. Supposed to be headlining, right? And after the second night, he goes, no, John, you're going to headline. She's going to middle. And Pat, I uh, forget his name, that was opening. He's going to open. By the end of the week, she was opening. He was in the middle. Yeah. Because she won Star Search, but she only had 10 minutes oh, to her name. Oh, yeah. That's like almost. So she would do Last comic standing. Do, like yeah. Half the last comic standing. And then do quite a Q&A yeah. after she oh, did her stuff. Oh, my God. I mean, well, Q and A about what? The Star Search stuff is always funny to me. Back in the day, like, like Norm Macdonald lost to Bushman. Oh, you don't, I don't even know if you know who that is, but there's a guy named Lahai the Bushman. He he was a, a guy who'd he'd wear a stereotypical African Bushman outfit down on Venice Boulevard with a plastic <laughs> spear and let tourists take pictures of him. And he pan, did, he yeah. Pan. Put the money in the pan. He did international star search, and his whole thing is about, you know, I'm I'm from. People think because I'm from Africa, I got a big dick. Well, I do. And like that oh was his act, God. and it was just he horrible. Norm McDonald. And Norm McDonald lost to him in international star search. And it's just one of those things where, you're like, boy, the decision makers in this town. This? Oh, it would have been I don't, 20 years ago, early gonna, 90s. I was going to say. Yeah, it was the 90s, definitely, like, at the end of, or, well, if it was International Star Search. Yeah, I, I just know it was before Norm was on SNL. Definitely. I I, th- I want to say it was early 90s, maybe late 80s, but I, I, I heard the story from Bushman, because he used to just hang out <laughs> here and get wasted. Yeah. Mean, we thought he was homeless. Yeah. That's is how bizarre the guy is yeah, he'd show up in his uh he had a lexus i remember and i was just like wow how does that guy have a lexus and i was parking cars at the time and i got in and everything on the inside is toyota <laughs> and i'm like wait a minute and then i just go and look he just put a lexus yeah emblem on his toyota he did that i'm <laughs> just like he bought an optima no he did yeah he Genius. pulls up brand new it's spanking new black all shined up he's got the l he goes what kind of car you think that is john I go, oh, Lexus? He goes, <laughs> <laughs> take a look again. He opens up the door and Optimus on the yeah. Opti- uh, Kia Optima. I go, really, Joe? He's so weird. You got it. You got him. <laughs> that insecurity, you're going to get an L and put it on the yeah, thing. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. Well, I remember Bushman because I think he was homeless. He was at least homeless-ish. But For he, sure. He showed up one one night. I was parking cars. We pulled in. We were pretty busy. I was like, Bushman, I don't honestly, you don't have a spot. I don't know if I can let you park here. And he was like, oh, I got to park here, man. I got my kids with me. <laughs> and he had his two daughters in the car with him. And then they were probably like 12 and 14 maybe. 
And he pulls in, and then he gets out, and he goes and starts getting high and partying and stuff. And it's two kids just sit in the car. I'm having to, like, move his car around the parking lot. These two little nice little cute girls sitting in the car. I'm just like, so you're Bushman's kids, huh? <laughs> and now one of them's beautiful. Oh, she does the comedy. Oh, the uh, she's the comic or the tennis player? She, she's the comic. The tennis player. Yeah, I think that's right. Yeah. I, I don't know. One of his daughters well, those, is a comic. All those just shows like, are... It's, it's all I did, connections. I did la- last comic standing, right? They, I, I wasn't going to do it. Yeah. And they, they called and they said, listen, we want you to do the show. And I said, we've upped the money and there's a, you know, a special on Bravo if you win it, blah, blah, blah. I said, all right, I'll, I'll go down and... Here are three of the judges. Two of them had opened for me somewhere along the line yeah. on the road. Kathy Madigan and Alonzo Bowden. Oh, you know. yeah. Right. Because I'm older than them. And I, yeah. I just happened to be in the business a little longer, and they were coming up, and they were featuring right. you know, sometimes. Now they're the judges, so they're kind of laughing about it, you know. Yeah. So they passed me on the first time. Then the second time, we got to go to the improv, and there are 30 of us, and they picked 10 to go on to the main stage where they tape. Uh, yeah. So I get the red card saying I'm going on to the main stage. And then about a week before we're about to tape, I get a call going, uh, well, you know what? We ended up picking too many people. and They're, they're going to make you an alternate. I'm like, really? <laughs> and I knew right away because I'm, I'm in my 50s. You know, this was a few years ago. And uh, I said, uh, I, know, I know you're an intern. And you're just making these calls and it's not your thing. And they're making you do this. But please tell the producer just to get rid of everything they took of me, because it's just going to make me look bad if, if if they show anything of me and then I'm gone. And then you're, yeah. And then yeah. I'm not around. You're losing a, I said, some if open you're going to pull this crap on me, at least lose everything yeah. that you shot of me so that it doesn't look like it was on the show at all. Right. Yeah. You know, because they had ta- three tapings of me, but I didn't. I said, don't show any of it. Yeah, I they agree. Got, because yeah. if you're going to do this and you're going to, sh- you know, stick like, it to me, like you're not as good as like the 24 year old who's well, got then the five top minutes. 10, it was a guy in a gorilla outfit. That Classic. Was it. it was a guy in a gorilla outfit doing one liners, and I'm like, I lost out to a guy in a gorilla outfit. Yeah, that's out you of know, control. So you know, that's when I went. Uh, I would lose my shit. Like that's bad. I, I would freak no, out. No, but it was it was like Rick Overton got got the same call I got. What? Uh, Od- uh, not Odenkirk. Uh, what's his name? From Philly. What's his name? Uh, uh, the, the Love Master. Oh, Craig Shoemaker. Shoemaker. He got the yeah. same call. All three of us. Why did they? All yeah, three of us mean. got the red card that night, and all three of us got to go because we're all in our fifties. So they. It's just not the out. yeah, not the demographic they, they, they wanted. They can't yeah, say yeah, they yeah. made us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. right. You know I mean? That's true. Yeah, I remember like season one. There was like all these super talented names where I'm just like, why are these guys on this? It was like the American Idol of comedy is yeah. how they're pitching it. And they're like completely undiscovered. I'm like. That's that's uh Jim Norton. Yeah, it was Jim I feel Norton. Like Jim Norton was all. It was Jim open. Norton, and they had uh, what's his name, Todd Glass. Oh yeah. Okay. And like I'm just looking. I'm like, but I know who all these people are. Yeah, they've yeah, been yeah. around. And they're a like, minute. just like, well, they haven't had a, a sitcom that lasted five seasons, so they're undiscovered. And you're like, what? Oh. Then you have to sign off to them that they're gonna handle you afterwards. Or, right. Oh yeah, they want your life. You know, or you you can only commit to, you have to commit to so many travel gigs with them afterwards. Right. A couple organs, yeah. You don't need to give them <laughs> A couple <that>. organs, <laughs> firstborn male child. And then everyone Has to was, be a male fucker. <laughs> and then everyone didn't win and then that fan won. And I remember just being like, wait, that, that fan beat all those people? What an amazing contest this oh, is. Oh my God. 
ridiculous. And he's a good guy. He worked for us in La Jolla. That fan, I don't know if you even know who this is. No, I don't. But he won, and they put him on the road. And like, it was his, terrible. His opener was Sebastian Maniscalco, because oh. Sebastian... I guess was repped by the same people because yeah. I don't think he did American and it was embarrassing because Sebastian would just blow him off the Crush stage and, then, yeah. and this guy had like 10 minutes tops well that's what I'm saying you, if, these, so it these really people that sucked. win these things and they get like Jenny Jones she had 20 minutes to her name yeah and it's, then it's she all rigged and silly and you shouldn't yeah I'm, I'm against it <laughs> and I, I swore I wouldn't do another one after Star Search in 85 <laughs> And then I turn around they and do gotcha. this 20 years later, and it bite, bites me in the ass again. Did they at least take your stuff out? They yeah, did, yeah. That's yeah, good, yeah. then. Yeah. I, I went into an audition for some bullshit reality show thing that USA Network was making, where they were like, we want two comics, and we're going to just have, put you on a road trip and film it all. And So I went with Ari Shafir, just like we went in. They interview us. They just ask us a bunch of stupid questions, basically wanted to see whether we'd have funny responses or whatever. We got done, and the guy's like, "You guys, uh, you guys ever try out for Last Comic Standing?" We're like, "Fuck no!" And we start like <laughs> give like this minute long thing about how it's all bullshit and how the comics they pick are all fucking garbage. And oh, there's all these great comics, and they magically lose to just these piece of shit open micers. And the guy, we get done. The guy's like, "That's the main show we produce." We're like, "Oh well, sorry, sorry, your show sucks." Let me finish. <laughs> I respect the hell out of it. <laughs> I got robbed the first time I auditioned. <laughs> and I'm a little bitter. But it's a wonderful show. And if you could get me any gigs, I would definitely be on your show. <laughs> that's just such a Rick thing. Like, that's so just perfect. Burn my bridge immediately. Just shit all over. I mean, that's all we did. Let me finish. <laughs> Hear me out. Hear me Better out. Better call Saul. <laughs> Let me finish. Yeah, yeah. I love that. Let me finish. <laughs> Oh my God, that's crazy! So I didn't know you were on Star Search. Now, well, that's so you, what brought me out to LA. I love that. And then, so you got past here. She had the Hawaii place too, didn't she, Mitzi? The comedy store in Hawaii, uh, or is that a little later? I remember the Laugh Factory having something at a, no, that at was, a hotel, but I don't know. I, I can't. She had a lot of gigs. If so, she had a Hawaii thing, then I missed that one. Because okay, you might have that might have been prior. It. Yeah, to me coming. Yeah, because it was like some of the comics, like Irera and I forget who else told it, like they were making money, like going to Hawaii and La Jolla. And then like Dom, she forgot who he was when he came back. <laughs> he was like, what the fuck? So he had a re-showcase. So she put you out there, but she never forgot you. That's a good thing. Oh, well, you know, when I, when she first started using me, she had me in San Diego and La Jolla. I mean... <laughs> She had me in La Jolla, and she had me in Vegas. Oh, Vegas, right. And she had just started the Vegas thing, so I, I ended up getting a couple of years out of that. Yeah. While, you know, while it lasted. Oh, shit. And that was a nice gig. What other... That was like $2,500, and you did 10 minutes a night. Damn. Wow. You and know? that was at the and dudes. it was only one show. That was at the maybe, dudes, Maybe right? two on the weekends. I don't even think it was. Yeah, I don't shit. think she did, too. Now we yeah, got... yeah, it was one show a night, man. Yeah. You did 10 minutes. Now we got Harry Basil offering us... <laughs> 
fifteen hundred to do eight shows a night for seven nights in a row know, or whatever. That's not what he offers. And, and you know what's and you know what's Featuring amazing for Dean Del Rey. You know what's amazing? This I'm talking thirty years ago. <laughs> I know that's what like, I'm why thinking. is the money the same? <laughs> well, yeah. Why is it worse? Yeah. Why it is it down. worse? How does it, it go down? down? Why are we the only occupation that goes completely? Where, you down. know, the cost of living goes down for us. Yeah. Where everyone else, the cost of living goes up. Yep. Keep, everyone I mean, gets paid bombs. In the 80s, I was making more money than I'm doing yeah. now. How do they gigs get in the away 80s. with it? It's like I think they, they get away with it because there's so many people who will do it for less. Because right. if we if we don't agree to do there's it, no then they're going to union. Yeah, no, 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 you got to be no. schmuck out in the world trying to undercut you. Or, yeah, you know. Yeah, that is crazy that people. Yeah, I guess that's how it starts. People do it for less. Yeah, it's like so, they can book me for what I demand, or they can book someone who's as unfamous as me and will do it for a quarter of the price, and they're just happy to be doing stage up. time somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> it's the truth. I mean, that's the sad, you know, yeah. thing about stand up is if you if you can't put asses in the seats, I don't care how funny you are. That's yeah. right. You know, you're just you're always at their disposal, or, or you know. Yeah. It used to be funny had a lot to do with it, but now it right. really turned to asses in the seats because I felt like people would trust the club, the comedy club on the road to like put funny people on. So you, when you went to the comedy club, you were like, oh, they have great people at cash. Uh, yeah, I don't know they who they're going to be, but at, they, every time yeah. I come here, it's great. So, yeah, so listen, I know, I know I could do a show at, at any club in the country. And destroy. And I know, I, you know, I'm 60 years old now, but yet I know I, I still have a good act. Yeah. Yet I can't, I can't work the computers and all this shit like oh, these God, younger no. kids. and They could fill the room up just with the, their Twitter followers their Twitter and, and bullshit. The way, they, yeah. the way they sell their bullshit. You know, and, and, and I know I could bullshit. blow them away on the yeah. on the stage, but it's about putting asses in the seats. Yeah. And I, I'm not in the demographic anymore. Right. You know, the demographic for a club is like 20 to 45. Yeah, see, I'm in the demographic, but I don't have a fucking online following because I don't give a fuck. We're well, trying. I'm just going to spend it. too much time insulting people in the real world to, to yeah, be building like, up my that's, followers. That's, the, that's, what it, that's what it is. I mean, I have had guys, pl- clubs I've played 30 years. Yeah. And they go, John, well, you know, I mean, uh, you, we, we got to get guys that are guaranteeing asses in the seats and, uh, you know... Uh, I, we love your act, but, uh, you know, the demographic here is this and that. And I'm like, you know, and it's all ageism. It's so yeah. It's all yeah, bullshit, yeah. you know, and you're like, all right, whatever. I'm not going to kiss your ass to use me. They're giving you the same Argus Hamilton. These millennials are doing it. <laughs> <laughs> They're selling out every room across the country. They all live in their parents' basement with expendable income. <laughs> I never. It's just so funny how he labeled them right away. These millennials. Yeah. Yeah. For for years he's been when he would bring me on stage. I always this this is the best millennial working in comedy today. I'm like I don't even think I'm part of that generation. Maybe I am, but that was always his intro. Well, when it comes millennials, this is their king. I'm like, am I their king? I'm their king. I didn't even know I was part of it. Oh, that's great. A little KM. Yeah. (laughs) A little emblem on your shirt. Maybe I should get a. Yeah. Maybe I've been paying Maybe my, I should get a jacket. The big M. KM. KM. King of millennials. I, I've been paying my own rent for, for 17 years. I don't think I can qualify as a millennial. That doesn't seem right. And if I'm the king. Yeah, shut up. Fuck. Come no where's one all res- my trumpeters? Yeah. 
Where's, this is a, where's this, my jester? I should have my own jester. This is a bullshit kingdom is what this is. <laughs> I got to make myself laugh. This sucks. They're all offended by everything and I'm <laughs> offensive all the time. This doesn't seem like a very good match of king and loyal subjects. They're laughing at everything I say. <laughs> it's just ass kissing is what it is. They're not, they're not even being honest with me anymore. Unbelievable. Yeah. That's so amazing. Uh, the Tommy used to talk about. Did the, you ever the, meet Tommy? The old talent coordinator here. Oh, okay. Yeah, I didn't yeah. know because uh, I know you're always on the road and work, and you have kids and you have a life. So I oh, no, just no, assume... I, Tommy. I haven't worked since Tommy left. I I don't know the new guy. Oh, you don't know Adam? Okay. No, no. Yeah, Tommy would always tell me about how the the demographic at the comedy store was reaching towards, and some of the nights there'd be like twelve people there, and I'd be like. I don't, maybe we should expand the demographic. <laughs> I, I think maybe there's an issue. And you'd always go, well, you, uh, you want 18 to 35. And I'd be like, it's a 21 and over club. And <laughs> I'm pretty sure the demographic is whoever will buy two drinks because we're not a television show. We don't sell commercials. Oh, right. Yeah. But he just heard somewhere that Hollywood's demographic is whatever the, I, I think it's 18 to 35 is who commercials are aimed at. And so Tommy just decided that was the comedy store's demographic. We don't need David Spade. He doesn't reach the demographic we're looking for. But he's just a famous person. People will come see him. So you have to wave it for famous people. Yeah, you don't use that. He's going to do fifteen minutes. Yeah, it's fifteen like the rest of us. So yeah, he's not doing. We would all benefit from one person. He doesn't respect me. (laughs) Well, valid point. Tommy was a crazy character. I mean, Mitzi was my favorite character, of course, but Tommy really tried to emulate her. Yeah, I mean, it, that was kind as of as much a, as he could. The psycho he would style, give bizarre, uh, like his weird advice. advice. Yeah, that's what. Really bizarre. Like you'd be like, "What the?" And then like Barry Diamond went after him, swung at him. Did he hit him in the main room? No, or he didn't the hit original him. Original room. He swung at him. Or he went after. Yeah, him? he reached. Uh, tried well, to. Well, you know, he was trying to him. control the whole he comedy would, scene. That's what I mean. He it was like, like you, what know, are you doing in a, almost a patronizing way. Hey, John, that was good one tonight. You know. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for your approval. Yeah, hey, you did. <laughs> like he thought he was Mitzi. I mean, yeah. you know, that's what I mean. It's like, like, like well, thanks, Tom, but you. Well, I worked at a rock club in Jacksonville for twelve years, so <laughs> I want to let you know you did great. You're like, <laughs> nothing to do with comedy. I know, and, and it's like I don't know, you know, what you're whispering in her ear when she's putting the, yeah. the lineup, you know, and. He wasn't. What, he was just doing the line. <laughs> yeah. He was, oh, he was? Yeah. yeah. That's the oh, whole thing. It, it uh, took him about six years of being like, well, I met you this before. Holtzman basically reamed to one. We all know. Shut the fuck up about Mitzi. He like flipped out on him. We know it's just you. You think we're dumb? And then Tommy was like, well, just calm down. Brian. Don't tell me to calm down. What, did Mitzi tell you to tell me to calm down? I bet she called you just now. Telepathically. <laughs> okay. All right. Just. Uh, <laughs> and uh, after that, he's. <laughs> after that, it was. It was. He never tried again with that. Well, Mitzi wanted me. He'd always give me that. Well, Mitzi said, you know, the kid from Kansas, give him an eleven forty-five spot. I'd be like, I, I, how does? Why would she know I'm the kid from Kansas, but not know what my name is? That seems weird to me. Well, she only knows God, locations. That's, that's manipulation. <laughs> but yeah. it, it was exactly what he would do. So yeah, yeah it, but so like when Mitzi, Mitzi was controlling and did her. But it was her club. It was her club. She had yeah. a real. 
and she had uh, a know, history she put of all like the work in. The yeah, real I mean, working. yeah. She had at least decades of working in a comedy club to be like, I've seen a lot of the greatest, and this is yeah a direction. And again, there's a lot of names on the walls that people you've never heard of, so she didn't sure. hit every time, but right. At least a, she had a history a in comedy, whereas she hit enough where yeah the place is still going. Yeah, exactly. Sure, I, I mean it's it's seventy two. She started this, so it's still going, and it's still right now. I mean, I wasn't here for the boom obviously in the early 80s was it the early 80s did yeah. they say that the early 80s but now it's so bit like right now it's packed in the original room it's a sunday like i used to wait tables and be like i'm yeah. never paying rent this month it's not happening yeah like, and it, I'm gonna have it, to it was sleep sold with out about four different guys <laughs> to get the rent i need yeah <laughs> i was thinking the same thing and i'm not even gay but you got to pay your rent one way or another yeah i mean i used to be like like I'd have to have odd jobs and that's when I started being her assistant during the day and then she would pay me f to do things for her during the day and the, the checks would bounce and I'm like oh this is going great yeah great club yeah. <laughs> but she was on the how she held it together through the really dead years is what we call them the dead years also the uh, glory days. the glory days because no one was here watching and we were just i was just here off. partying so i didn't mind that every room was empty but then i <laughs> wanted to actually be successful at comedy so it worked yeah. out that people started coming back thank god for these millennials <laughs> they're laughers when you um so before you got your series were you on drew carey's show is that or was that vice versa vice versa oh it was drew was on yours they came to me when i had my pilot uh when that we were putting it together because he's messina's guy too right yeah right, yeah so i ended up getting a i the re, the way i got the pilot is i i uh Rick Messina called and said, hey, you want to open for Tim Allen? He's got a gig down theater in the round in Orange County. I goes, yeah, yeah, I'll do it. Well, unbeknownst to me, you know, the head of Disney television was there with a couple other big shots watching the show. Wow. And I had a kick-ass 20 minutes opening. Yeah. And they, they came back all raves saying, this, this could be the next Tim Allen, blah, blah, blah. And uh, Rick was so excited. He says, yeah, they want you, they want to get... Warren Littlefield to see out at the comedy store. Wow. So it was on a Wednesday night. And that, I just done the show Saturday. So that Wednesday, they were bringing they came Warren out Littlefield quick. to see me. Yeah, good turnaround in and Hollywood. And I'm like, holy shit. I called in. And you never knew what a Wednesday was going to be like. Right. Yeah. It could be hot. It could be 12 people. It could be full. Yeah. You know, you didn't. A Wednesday was a crapshoot. Because it's yeah. the middle of the week. Yeah. yeah. Right? So I called in every marker I knew. I called every person. I said, hey. You got to come to the comedy store tonight. If, 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 if any favor you can do me, come tonight. Yeah, you know, and laugh your ass off. I don't care if I suck. Just laugh. <laughs> this is huge. <laughs> this is huge for me. Just come out. So I call all my friends, all the guys I played basketball with, all the guys I golfed with, all the, every comic I knew. You know, and the place was packed, and I had a kick-ass set. And the next day, said they want to do a pilot with you. That's all. That's how I got my pilot from them seeing me here, Warren Warren Littlefield. Oh, that's here. amazing. And then Disney was going to produce it for NBC. Okay. Oh, okay. So we shot it at Disney. Oh, okay. This yeah. is before the Disney right ABC the merger. <laughs> nice. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah, his studio is Ben studio Savage was right next to me. <laughs> my favorite Savage. <laughs> so uh, yeah, so we we shoot the pilot, but as we we're putting it together, Disney, uh, you know. 
um, Drew Carey was under contract with Disney. Okay. He had already done a pilot that had failed, you know? Okay. And they said, listen, uh, what would you think of Drew Carey as your best friend on your show? He goes, well, I really don't know him. But I know we have the same manager, and uh, I, you know I'll meet him. So we met, and he was from Cleveland. I was from Chicago. Yeah. And he played in the band in high school, and so did I. And it was, we had a lot in common. Yeah. And uh, we made each other laugh. I said, "Yeah, let's give it a shot." If it sucks, we can always write him out of the show. Right. right. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> but it ended up being the best. Our best chemistry was on the, sh- you know, between him and I on the show. Right. Yeah. Even more so than my wife and I, and you know the kids. That it was. You know, so we did the 13 episodes, and at the end, you know, Drew was so excited at the rap party. Hey, thanks for, you know, thanks for using me, and blah, blah, blah. This was awesome. It was the best, you know, time of my life. And then, you know, two years later, he ends up getting his own show. Right. And uh, two years go by, and he finally throws me a bone. And I, <laughs> thanks, Drew. Yeah, and I, I get to do a guest appearance. No, a guest Fucking appearance? Drew. Yeah. Yeah, because yeah, I, I, I vaguely remember, I mean, you were to us the star, of the, obviously, you were the star of the show. So when I went, I didn't even know that was Drew Carey. Yeah, Drew Carey was... No you don't even remember Drew yeah, Carey Yeah, Drew Carey involved. was on my show, yeah. and then two years later, he got his own show. Yeah, I didn't know who he was, and they were like, oh, he's a comic, too. I'm like, oh, okay, because you know when you... Well, what happened was uh, the guy who oversaw our show, one of the producers uh he actually did roseanne too after uh, uh i can't think of his name but anyway we're talking about the guy who we interviewed no not alan steven no uh, you're talking about a showrunner a showrunner show who also yeah. kind of consulted on our show oh, okay he wasn't the showrunner but a year after our show he picked up drew as a writer okay mm-hmm. and he wrote drew wrote on his show got it and then a year after that he said we're going to we're going to pitch you to Warner Brothers for your own show. And oh. he wrote that show with Drew. Got it. Guy, okay. I, you know, I, I can't think of his name. No, right Alan Stephen was a writer on Roseanne. the actual Roseanne. And then her um, uh, talk show, I think he was more of the showrunner. Oh, okay. Something like that. Something like that. I don't remember yeah. exactly. But he wrote for her, not. I just, um, yeah, I just remember he said he. He's th- wait, who you're thinking of is a bigger name. Not to shit on Alan Stephen, but you know what I mean. This is a I'll shit on him right All now. Right. Oh, we okay. love- no, the guy I'm talking about had like three or four right big shows, shows, big shows that okay. he's running, and I yeah. can't. I I can see his name. I know. I can it's see annoying. his face. Oh, I didn't know his face. Just his name from the show. Because <laughs> my mom would watch Roseanne on repeat. <laughs> Uh, most of middle america did i think my mom was obsessed with her yeah and then she was on her show uh the talk show because i went i took my older brother tommy and my boyfriend at the time jason when did roseanne have a talk show she had a talk show i don't remember what years it was had to be late 90s okay because i took my friend jason um he used to work here we were dating um and we, my brother was visiting, so we were like, oh, let's do touristy shit. And Paul Mooney and everybody was writing for Roseanne's show. Yeah. So yeah, they were like, oh, yeah, we'll get you tickets. So I was like, oh, okay. So it was free tickets. I went. And they were like, anybody have a story about a cool mom? I'm like, hell yes. I told this. And my brother Tommy's pulling me. He's like, shut up. Don't say nothing. <laughs> Don't draw attention. And I'm like, shut up. And I tell this story. And they're like, what? And then all of a sudden the producers come out and they're like, hey, do you think your mom would be on Roseanne? <laughs> And I was like, really? And then uh, I called her 
to tell her. And she goes, oh, I would love to, but they're going to say bad things about your father, and I won't do it. Wow. He left her with 10 children. Oh, wow. And okay. she didn't want Roseanne to shit on him. I'm like, wait a minute. This motherfucker. I think he deserves a little shitting on. <laughs> no, whether it be public or private, we could. <laughs> At least comedic band. And my mom and dad are good friends. They're not like they don't hate each other. Like, but he did leave her with right. ten kids, and I just like told the story about how because my mom is amazing, and so I right. always, and so they made her. I think the segment was queen for a day, and so she used to be. She used to work for the Philly. She was a beer girl. So they gave her all this Phillies and Eagles stuff. Oh, that's cool. And then uh, they sent her to Italy and Branson, Missouri. What's this The two of them together, finally. A little <laughs> civilization. Italy and Branson. They take her to Yakov's. And- Dude, she went. She had a blast. She saw the Lennon sisters. She took my grandmother. She, they went <laughs> nutty. My brother Tommy went with them. Wow. He was driving in a convertible. My grandma goes, oh, we're rich. We got a convertible. <laughs> Like that was it. That's Philly classy right yeah, there. Wow, that's that's South Philly. You take us outside, you put us in a convertible, and we think we made it. That was one of the coolest things I got to do when I had my series. It was only 13 weeks, like short-lived. But one of the cool things is... It's so annoying because it's uh, so good. What's his face? Um, Katzenberg, who was the big shot at Disney, one of the three. Right. Mm-hmm. He, he, uh, he called Messina, who was handling me. He said, listen, we want to use John... At the retreat we have every year down at uh, Palm Springs, and I said, "Well, I I can't do it, Rick, because my mom and dad are coming in to see a taping." And they said, "Well, what if we pick them up at the airport in a limo, drive them to Palm Springs, let them stay in a little chalet, free golf, free everything for the weekend?" I goes, "All right, no problem." Yeah, yeah. Well, then- I goes, so I hear I. They have no idea that this is happening. So they land and the limo picks up and they're like, this is for us. They go, get in. Oh, damn. I had the Notre Dame. My dad's a Notre Dame fan. I had it taped. We watched it on the VCR because he couldn't watch it while he was flying. Oh, damn. He's a a fireman in Chicago with five, six kids. That's awesome. So you never, so they're in a limo. They're driving to Palm Springs. They're they're drinking and, you know. They got the beers and stuff and the wine and the and the and we get out there. They get them in a little chalet. My me and my dad go up two days in a row. Aww. My mom went to the spa, went shopping. You know, it was the neatest thing in the world. Yeah, yeah the benefits. Yeah, to like, be able to do sweet. that one time, you know, for the if you can get some killer benefits like that, it always. I mean, I can, he must have been thrilled with. The limo's one oh, the thing, but the Notre Dame game. my fireman buddies about this. <laughs> the game alone on tape? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Shit, on VHS. You know what I mean? So that's old yeah. school. That's Where not are like- we going? Where are we going? <laughs> We're going to Palm Springs. Palm Springs. <laughs> Where's that? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, so fancy. after the week it was over, they came back. Because we shot on Tuesday nights. Yeah. Which is a weird night to shoot, but that's when we shot it. And. And they got to see the show and everything. So that, that is was... a weird night, yeah, because it's usually rehearsal all week and then shoot on a Friday. I know. Right? I think I don't know what what the deal was with that. So it did, was kind of backwards. Do they make you? Do you work then over the weekends, and then you have like Wednesday, Monday, Thursday off. We had a our, our run through was all on Monday and then Tuesday night. We did. We shot two shows in a day. Oh, okay. And we taped both of them. Right. Oh, I see. wow. So the first one they used kind of like a run through, but if you caught magic in a bottle, they you save that one. Yeah, yeah. Saved That's it. smart. Yeah. You know, so they had two shows to take the best takes of each show. So That's great. That's, yeah. 
Yeah, that's good for editing. And live of course. audiences, yeah, that's pretty cool. And that was a golden era of, of sitcoms too, when it was like they were all there's no reality TV to make everything shitty. Yeah, I know. It no was, all, it was like real creative. It was all scripted shows. Oh yeah, don't you hate the reality shit? I, I can't. Know. I mean, I know we were talking about the makeovers and shit, but it, it, those housewives and I, I don't know. It's just a dumbing down of America or human race, I guess. Not just yeah. America, everywhere, because everybody's doing them. Yeah, I mean, I, I grew up, I, I, like, I graduated high school in 99, so my entire so childhood gross, was, <laughs> was just watching sitcoms. It was the best. I lived in Kansas. There wasn't anything to do. If I didn't have sitcoms, I probably would have, I'd probably yeah. be in jail. I would have just been burning stuff. But That's all we did growing up, right? Sitcoms. Yeah, it was like a thing. It was like a sit around the, you know, a family thing, whatever. Like, Yeah. Except for when you fought over which show you wanted to watch and there was only one TV. And then you're like, I want Dukes of Hazzard. Yeah. <laughs> I want to Always watch Dallas. Dukes of oh, Hazzard. you and your uppity, shitty show. You know, like, <laughs> grow up with your Dukes of Hazzard. You know? Ten kids. I wouldn't even... One I'd have thrown in the towel. <laughs> my dad I'm going did. to my friends. I got two TVs, and there's only one, one person yeah. living there. <laughs> Watch dad, whatever the fuck I want. That's what my dad did. I was like, say, I'm yeah. out of here. This is bullshit. Yeah, I would have just gone over to Eleanor's dad's place. And be like, <laughs> he wouldn't even let us in, that piece of shit. Smart man. <laughs> smart man. <laughs> I always I've met to, some of your brothers. Yes. Uh, handful. <laughs> but I used to go to, like, friend's house. And like I, my one friend, she had three little sisters, but another friend, she had only one sister. So I'd sit there and be like, "Oh no, nobody's hitting each other." There's <laughs> actually an extra piece of pizza. Yeah, and I haven't had anything thrown at me, and this is ridiculous. My brothers used to like when we would eat, like they would say horrible things to me about the food. So now I'm a real picky eater. I don't eat anything. Like I haven't had a hot dog since I was seven. There's so many things they ruined for me. That's, yeah, that's but they did it terrible. so that they could have more because yeah. they knew I had a a week. And they're all fat bastards. Now. Yeah. Yeah. Good. And I, hope, I hope they <laughs> arteries, stay that way. Arteries clogged with hot dog meat. I'm still anorexic, but don't worry, guys. <laughs> <laughs> you just take your fat bellies and move on. No, but they still break my. I mean, we we still all get together. We're still really close so i guess hey well, my, my best friend at 12 and his oh yeah. really jesus yeah and you were six rick's six too yeah. i want our five i'm one of five. Oh, i'm sorry five i made you six why yeah you added I you added. must have added my one child to I my added family because he has a sister that's like your katie uh oh, yeah, i have a, like I have a surprise yeah surprise oops baby or <laughs> I definitely forget. an oops baby <laughs> he, he used to do this bit about it was my favorite i mean so many of your bits are my favorite but this one about uh a, just drink a cake for katie oh. and i don't think you knew this but we had a waitress that liked to drink and her name was katie oh, and drunk so <laughs> drunk katie as so her nickname was like, every time we put drinks and you'd be, all, we'd be like Let's drink a cake for Katie. Katie, go. I'm with that, Eleanor. Fact Let's that. get a fucking cake going. Let's get a cake party. Massachusetts own. For years, when you checked out the comedy store we on Yelp. We still do it. Like, it's crazy. Really? Yeah. A cake for Katie. I'm going to walk out of here for Katie. She was, she was the. We don't walk till Katie walks. <laughs> we don't walk till Katie walks. You know how they do runs for people? Yeah, yeah. He did it like a keg and katie was like disabled fuck yeah we don't walk till katie walks. i go said you got the guys coming up at the end of the night hey katie <laughs> you're not looking half bad we say you me katie 
Come on, give me, I'll give you five hundred dollars. Put it towards the charity. <laughs> I want to have sex with Kenny. <laughs> <laughs> Does that make me a bad guy? Our and he starts crying. I didn't mean that kid. That didn't come out right. I just thought maybe you were lonely and I was left such a lonely guy. I'll give you a thousand dollars. So we I'll would do it Annie. all day to Katie. <laughs> Katie, gave her Katie. Katie. I'll drink a fucking keg right Lauren now, Eleanor. Yeah, you remember Lauren Gold, yeah. the piano player? Yeah, he would do it too. Keg for Katie. Is it Lauren? Like, Lauren's Lauren, touring with some big band right now. He is working with The Who. Can you believe he it? He was running the set. Like, he did Jeff Scott. Wow. He was, he was our piano guy. And then back then, we had um, main room pianos piano as yeah. well. Becker and Lauren Gold yeah. and Larry Don, I think we had. Uh, I forget who else. But we always had that in the main the room. The one guy that became a comic and died. What, we had him, uh, too. Uh, oh, shit. Um, Steve Jenny. Moore? No. Oh, Steve was a comic no, no, all he, the years. God, he played at my wedding. Oh, that's. I know you know him. It's an interesting block. <laughs> you just blocked it out. I know. Uh, I know. I'll I think of him before this yeah. is done. But we, um, yeah. I bet, but Lauren Gold was amazing, and um, he was playing with McCartney. He played. He's on tour with the Who right now. He did for Jesus. a whole bunch of acts. Yeah. He he's amazing. A lot of good piano players. But every in once this in a group. while, yeah. yeah, every once in a while, Lauren will text me. We have our favorite comics. How about a change sandwich, you bitch? <laughs> <laughs> just just random bits that stuck in our head. Ninety percent of them are chains on with my wife in the car. <laughs> Snow chains, right. the storm. Move it up! Move it up a couple inches. Move it back. Move it up my fucking hands. And she'd be like, come on, it's hot in here. I mean, I'm, I'm cold. I want to go to the thing. And he's putting the fucking chain. How about a chain sandwich? I'm going to chain sandwich, you bitch. I'm going to shove these chains down your throat so quick, you'll be shitting chains for a month. I'm going to chain scarf. I'm going to, if I wrap these chains around your face, you'll think you're a fence. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> We do it all. Oh my God, the chain bit. Yeah, we, we yours. I think uh, Judy Gold. There's like only a few that we do, and you're at the top of that food chain. All your bits. I know we're so strange, but it's it's. He was one of our favorites. Like if I was waiting tables and he was on. I, I didn't do one liners. I did. I did chunks. Story. I like right. bits. Yeah, bits. Of course. Yeah. Well, like real... when, when Argus said that earlier, he was like, he's got the best one-liner of all time. I, I was like, I don't remember yeah, him being a one-liner guy. That's why, I, for a minute, I'm like, I, yeah. But then when Argus told me, like, all right, I could tell you, could, anyone could work that joke in. That's a great joke. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's my finger. It's my, my ass. <laughs> What's the problem? Lighten up. I don't want you to do that thing or in the butt thing anymore. <laughs> That's the <laughs> my finger and it's my butt. Light up. <laughs> light up. I love lighting up. So, okay. So you should, who was the other comics that were around when you, like in 85 when you got here? Do you uh, remember that? Yeah. Louis Anderson was, oh. was very popular here when I was here. And well, Jeff Altman was on stage every night. So great. Uh, who else was on the lineup? Well, any you know, in '85, when I got here, man, you could be standing out in front, looking out the window, and 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 the OR, and you could see Robin Williams, you know, and I mean Richard Pryor, Eddie Murphy, you know, Paul Rodriguez. Yeah. I mean, any given night. 
crazy. Any given night, you could see a handful of those guys yeah. in 85. And Murphy performed here regularly? Well, if he was in town, you know. Right. I mean, he's a New York guy, I guess. Also, he was in New York. But, but he came out here, he, he was shooting here, movies and stuff, and he would always come in and work. That's cool. Yeah, I know. I, I remember him doing a few sets before he taped the, the one special in the leather. I, I saw him do some working out here. Right. Yeah, he did Raw and Delirious, uh, both in leather, different color leathers. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I was going to say. That's what he said, leather. Like, leather. Yeah. yeah, it's like that. I think that's what like Amy Schumer was trying to do in my leather special. Like Martin Lawrence, everybody tried to emulate Eddie. Yeah, Eddie. And then, so she did. Uh, Hers in a leather. Uh, it was gross. Suit. I don't want to think about it. It was pretty it. uncomfortable to look at. But yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Mainly because of the Bill comedy. Burr doing a special leather. <laughs> He's like the last person in the world you'd expect. I'd to love that. Now actually. that you brought How it up, we're gonna push that. <laughs> <laughs> He'll do a special. His next special has to be in leather. But like Martin Lawrence, everybody did one. I truly know. did one in leather because of it was it was all Eddie. I think. Yeah. Uh, and so, yeah, that was like, she was like, this is my leather special. And I, at first I was like, why would you do that? Because I hated the outfit. Right. And I was like, oh, God, it's awful. And then I realized, oh, okay. It's an she's homage. She's such an ass. Yeah, she's such an ass. That, that's what she she's was trying to and do. And totally on Eddie Murphy's level comedically. Well, yeah, you got to If you're not super hot looking, you don't wear <laughs> Listen, you don't I wear agree. leather. I agree. I agree. You know, that's my, that's my thing. If you're yeah. not kicking ass in that leather. Yeah. I'm uh, not sexist, but I have eyes. I'm just yeah, saying. Right. <laughs> <laughs> That's not flattering for the dead cow. No. It's not flattering so. for any sex. I feel like all cows looking at that were like, what the fuck? Oh, Jerry to died him? for that? <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> Horrifying. Yeah, it's pretty bad. So, so 85, though, that's, I mean, that's prime That's time, killer's though, row. That Everyone on the lineup's amazing. Full. You know, it was like on the weekends. You do a, you do a, a spot in the in the main room, and you know you, you took home one hundred and fifty, two hundred dollars if you did a spot on the weekend because they were all cutting the door. Yeah, because it was packed. They do two shows on the weekend, so you can make like a thousand bucks on a you weekend. Can, yeah, I mean we're you, doing you, that you do now. Kind of. Yeah, yeah, you can you can make two three hundred bucks a show now in the main room. main oh, rooms yeah? on the weekends because oh, cool. they sell it out all the time, which is nice. Yeah. So I went from making, doing like every weekend here for years. And I probably earned, you know, four grand over 10 years. And then, <laughs> uh, and then the last two years, it's been completely different, which is nice. Yeah. It's oh, Rogan. It's Joe Rogan and um, Bill Burr when they're on, or Joe Diaz, like all those guys. A lot of the people, real popular podcasts, have big fan bases mm -hmm. and shit too. So. And they that come. helps. Yeah, it really it does. It, that's what's filling it up because it's like the fan base, the Jesselnecks, the yeah. yeah, and then like even Eliza Schlesinger and Ali Wong, like they they get good draws in here. They get a lot of people yeah. come in. Ali Wong's terrific. I don't know if you know her. Uh, I don't, but, but she's a good. Um, when she's on the lineup, it's usually packed. Like I'm like, oh good, Ali's. <laughs> yeah. So you know, and you, she's an Asian. Um, uh, yeah. I don't know what made you say that, but yeah. No, I'm kidding. Of course. <laughs> Ali what Wong. Wong <laughs> <laughs> Did I say it? Would I have been Wong if I didn't say it? I she's, hate him with all my heart and soul. She's of, of the Irish Wongs. <laughs> no, don't fuck with the Wongs. Two Wongs don't make a white. <laughs> 
you're, you're Harry Carey. Uh, I was thinking about, I'm getting the roast um, Pete Rose in August. Oh, uh, really? Yeah, so I was like, maybe I should call Campanera. Campanera's probably got some good, <laughs> some good bits. Cause you, you used to do Harry Carey, and every once in a while, that's another one we text. Must be Big Titty Day here. <laughs> when I started doing comedy, I did impressions, and a lot of the impressions were just terrible rip-offs of other impressions that someone else did. Of course. And so... I wouldn't do a lot of them on stage just because it was like I was basically, you know, ripping off uh, an SNL character or whatever it was. But there was this guy, Warlock, that used to hang out here all the time. And uh, it was like, I think it was Paulie's road manager or something at some point. He worked across the street at the House of Blues. But he was at the comedy store every night just drinking and hanging out. And so he'd always yell at me to do uh, Harry Carey announcing a cockfight. And so I would go up at like one forty-five in the morning or whatever it was. And why not? Yeah. It's one forty-five in yeah. the morning. Everybody's going to get this reference. <laughs> yeah. Well, and it was, you know, three people in the crowd and That's one of them, I mean. one of them's Warlock. So he's like, ah, do Harry Carey doing a cockfight. So I did it one night and I got off stage and there was like three comics in the back and they were like, your Harry Carey is way worse than Campanaris. I'm like, <laughs> But Warlock liked it. Well, I mean, that was, good. that was 100% of the, the crowd in there. I was, I was performing for Warlock. It's all about Warlock. Didn't also, it? Harry Carey was dead at that point. Aww. So it seemed weird that a 21-year-old was doing a Harry Carey impression. <laughs> One guy loving it, and the other two people in the crowd were just like, what the well, fuck is going on? Yeah. Who is that? Why, why I know, is... I, you know, it's funny. When I'm in Chicago, though, they, they yell it out. I, yeah, of yeah. course. You know, in St. Louis, places like that. Yeah. Yes. The guy's been dead 20 years. And, Do Harry! It's, it's a amazing, bit, though. Because yeah. yeah. you, you had such silly lines with it, so it was great. Why not keep doing it? Yeah. It made me laugh, though. Drunk by the third inning. Yeah. Yeah, always. Like, hey, here comes Sandberg around third. Safely in the second. <laughs> and he wouldn't even correct himself. No. He's on. He's on. <laughs> hey. We got a shutout brewing in from Milwaukee. The end is seven. The Indians five. The Packers two. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> and he doesn't even correct himself. I, just... I love the... you. Would... Talk about we were at this bar. Whatever. Oh yeah, the game was incidental. Yeah, and then <laughs> you know, like there's on, a triple play. I was, I was on Rush Street. I picked up this floozy after the game. There's a throw to first. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> I took her out for some Mexican food. I love the jalapeno peppers. As a fastball off Grace's head, both benches empty. So we go back to my place. Start playing tonsil hockey. One thing leads to another. She starts screaming, my coochie's on fire. My coochie's on fire. I thought I had the golden touch, but apparently I still had the jalapeno juice (laughs) on my fingers. That's a triple play. The thing is, after the burning subsided... We had one hell of a night and a good laugh to boot. Coming up in the bottom of the fifth. <laughs> I feel like I should be waiting tables right now. Oh, yeah, that's how long ago it was. That it was that's, so fucking funny. And that's the only, like, I grew up in Kansas City, and they didn't have, you know, they didn't air any baseball games other than. Yeah, the I'd Cardinal get, games. I get you? an occasional, I, I'm I'm a Kansas City side, so I get an occasional Royals game. They'd air them on, uh, like, Channel 9 or yeah, something. Yeah, but when you were growing up, Harry was already in Chicago. 
Yeah, he was in Chicago. Yeah, doing and, 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 Sox we, games. And then we, he went to the. He was a he was the Cubs announcer when I remember. We, that, that was okay. the only baseball games we got, especially during the day, was WGN, oh, yeah. WGN Cubs yeah. games. And then in the nineties, Ted Turner started showing Braves games on on TBS, but they were usually night games, and I wasn't. I'm sure my bedtime was. Uh, passed by that point but right. most almost all of baseball games i watched growing up were cubs games because they were all day games well, a lot, there's a lot of cub fans all over the country because of wgn and the day games yeah yeah they were and, the only games on in the day because so harry you, was you so amazing kind of uh, you know, and steve stone osmosis you yeah. became a fan steve stone trying to keep the things on pace and harry <laughs> yeah, just yeah, yeah. ignoring him as if he wasn't there at all is <laughs> the best well, you know, I, Harry, Harry's not even paying attention. It was so great. Steve he's got him so down. Like, yeah, yeah. I would watch the games on WGN just, like, in my apartment. It's a yeah. tr- And I'm like, oh, good, they have a Cubs game on because you only get Dodgers out here. Like, right. now they changed everything. You have to have the baseball. And even the Phillies, we, in, uh, uh, it's all we would get, like, when I was in my mom's house. So it was just like, you just watch that. And I'll, I'll say, right. Mom, did you know so-and-so? She's like, oh, if they're not on the Phillies, I don't know what they do. I'm like, what? <laughs> that doesn't even make sense. But she wouldn't, like, we could watch, in Philadelphia, you could watch WGN. Yeah. Which yeah. I thought was, it was weird you, you would that it's the, everywhere. It was the only nationwide yeah. uh, station right. that, as long as you had a cable package, you got WGN, yeah. and that was the only deal for regular broadcasting back then with the Cubs on WGN. If you wanted to watch another game in Philadelphia, you'd be like, oh, find that WGN. They'll, they'll get yeah. another game. You, you could watch Bozo the <laughs> and, Clown and the followed by the Cubs. on the road because of that. Too. Yeah, yeah. 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 That's you know, people, people would come out to see because they knew the Cubs. They had TV credits. Even if they weren't Cubs <laughs> the, fans. The Cubs had TV credits. Yeah, they knew the Cubs. Put them in the seats. <laughs> yeah. They were putting asses in the seats. I just snorted it, and I apologize for that. No, we're, we're gonna we're gonna highlight that. We're gonna turn the audio up on the snort. People want on a loop him doing Tommy. So, wow, well, uh, this wants sound bites. Well, <laughs> Campanero's good, but he's got to work on his baits. Tommy, he's been doing it. So well, long. trust me, I play guitar occasionally. I, I know about comedy. Tommy, have you ever different. done a set in your life? Well, I I don't do comedy, but I'm the funniest person in the building. Mitzi told me that. Did she? <laughs> I know people's response. <laughs> <laughs> When he, when he, that's what I know. He started telling people that he was the funniest person in the building, and like oh, yeah. I, he told people like he thought that no one was going to just go tell everyone immediately. Like, listen to what this jackass thinks. Oh yeah, somebody called here. I'm funnier than him. The only one who's better than me is Caparulo. Uh, Loved Caparulo. The only uh, somebody called here looking for the next. You know, how managers and agents call. They're like, hey, we're looking for the next Jim Carrey. So they were like, oh, we'll, we'll put you through to the town coordinator. You know, you put him on. And he goes, well, I'm him. <laughs> Promoted himself. He, you kidding me? I'm not kidding. <laughs> yeah. And I can't remember who the phone guy was, but he heard the whole conversation and he was like shaking, couldn't, oh, like wished he had a bullhorn to like pro- broadcast it yeah. everywhere so everyone oh, could God. hear it. And he pitched, proceeded to pitch himself. To the uh, the guy uh, Barry Barry Katz, Katz. that's yeah. it. Oh, wow. Barry he pitched himself to Barry Katz. Well, he was, I, seriously, he was good for everyone. Just like when CAA <laughs> called and asked about me, and he's like, oh, "Well, yes. you better get down here because he's about to kill himself." <laughs> and so I'm, 
I do my spot on like a Thursday night or whatever, and this guy comes up to me afterwards. He's like, hey, I'm so-and-so. I'm at CAA, and uh, someone re- told us we should watch you. You're really funny. I'm like, oh, thanks. And he's like, hey, this is kind of a weird question, but are, are you all right? <laughs> and I was like, what? Yeah, I'm fine. He's like, because I called earlier, and the, the guy who looks like Tom Petty, and I'm like, yeah, yeah, Tommy. He's like, yeah, I talked to him, and he said you were really funny, but that you were going to kill yourself. And that I'm like, Oh no! I, I think he's just crazy. I, I mean, I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> well, I just wanted to make sure you weren't like depressed or something. I'm like, well, I mean, I think we all probably are, but I'm definitely not going to kill myself. If, well, I, t- I told him you were great. I'm like, is that all you told him? Because he told me you told him something I, else. I, I imagine what he went through his mind when they said it's over. Yeah. It's, oh, I yeah. mean, I, the, 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 I'm sure he didn't have any backup plan. No, well, I lived across the street from him, so I had to see him. He must have been in a daze for like a month. Yeah, and and without having this place, all he did was just fight with his girl constantly. Like, oh, just, yeah. I mean, serious, dramatic fights. Like, he would sit outside their apartment complex, and she would be inside screaming at him, and he was talking to her on the phone just so that there was a wall in between them. And all the neighbors were like, you know that guy? I'm like, yeah, yeah, he's kind of worked at the comedy club i'm at well i think he's abusing her and I'm like <laughs> i'm pretty sure it's the other way around they're like oh that makes sense but that's why he's on the outside yeah and she's inside and then he would he'd come out and he'd see me and he couldn't let it go like it was as if they were going to bring him back at some point he would tell me about what he didn't like about the lineups and stuff and oh. I'd be like, yeah, listen, man, it's it's you don't have to worry about that shit anymore. It's not let it go. Well, you know, Mitzi said this. Mitzi, I'm just like, all right, man. Well, Alfred, call me. They they can't tell Mitzi that I'm fired because they know it would it would cause her to have a panic attack and then she might die. I'm like, oh, I don't know about that, man. But <laughs> he finally left. Show you, we're all replaceable, man. Everybody's yeah. replaceable. Yeah. yeah. It's insane. Well, that brought um, everything down to a, a <laughs> low roar. I, I feel like we uh, we started in this like kind of low, and then we ended My on talent a coordinating callback. It's a callback. Yeah. <laughs> it's a sadness. Um, do you got shows or anything coming Social up you want to promote? Or yeah, I do. I want to promote the show in Suffolk. Nice. Suffolk County, uh, New York. Yeah. Yeah, the theater there. We're doing... Oh, you're doing uh, it with... Um, um, yeah. Kathy Ladman. Kathy Ladman, and, um, one of my faves. Um uh carol siskin it's a pat buckles thing? yeah yeah i love pat buckles yes and uh it's going to be on july 21st which is a friday night so anybody out there listening please come out yeah it's you will laugh comics. your ass off mark schiff carol siskin kathy Ladman, and and myself, John Capanera. so if you're not doing anything on the 21st and you live in long island Yep. Come on out. It's going to be a lot of fun. Yeah. Carol Siskin's great, too. Oh, I yeah, man. Her. I mean, that's they why they're calling at the it the Baby store. Boomer Tour, yeah. you know? <laughs> well, you got to get Argus. They were the original oh, millennials, yeah. <laughs> these baby boomers. We're baby boomers. Meet <laughs> you on the 405. <laughs> <laughs> See y'all on the freeway. Do you? <laughs> I can't with him. Do you do social media? You have Twitter and all that shit? Yeah. Or, yeah. Okay, good. So what is the handle? Uh, it's just uh, I think so. It's just my name, John uh, Capanera. But it's my it's John underscore Capanera. I don't okay. know why they did that, but yeah. Right. Oh, did you set it up or the like? This maybe somebody had it and they yeah, had to put that yeah, stupid which underscore. Was weird. Yeah, yeah. If, if some people, if they have the 
somebody else has their name or whatever you have to change just a little bit of something yeah yeah that's what's weird about it but uh it's a little creepy the internet <laughs> a, a lot bit. creepy a little bit. A little bit. so you have instagram twitter and facebook right good all right be funny if you were doing snapchat with little ears and tongues whatever the fuck they do. i can't do snapchat the fucking loser involved. filters well, i have stuff that i don't even touch like i'm, I'm on uh snapchat or or, or something like that i don't even know how to use it that's amazing you should yeah. have your kids run it. i know i should have my daughters yeah you see, i just got a thousand people on snapchat that's awesome, honey. Whatever that's the fuck awesome, that means. Whatever that means. <laughs> you got a thousand? Maybe they could book you at the comedy yeah, show. Yeah, yeah. At least you'll fill And then seats. I could feature yeah. for you. That'd be great. I have a niece named Alexa, and I have to call her and ask her things because I, I can't. I don't even understand that Alexa thing that they have. Like, the hey, Alexa, cute. put yeah. on the this. So yeah, I right. Just, I have a niece. And I'm like, hey, Alexa, how do I get that? And she's like, you know what? That's not funny, I know. I don't think it's funny. Because <laughs> her name really is Alexa? <laughs> Alexa, how do you use Alexa? <laughs> she she hates me. She's like, I'm not answering the phone anymore. Can we FaceTime? Because I don't know what you're saying. And so then I have to show her the computer and what I'm doing. And she's like, you just deleted everything. Goodbye. <laughs> like, I hate you. <laughs> um, anyway. I know. Oh, and then they make you feel so stupid. Oh, yeah. I'm terrible at it. My wife's really great on the computer. And like when I ask her a question, she's like, how do you not know this? And I'm just like, I, I was so busy living in the real world all these years. I didn't have time to fucking be a dork. I was, ah, I was busy having fun. Yeah. Oh, here's something fun? I can plug. Yes. I wrote a book called oh God, uh, A Life great. in Comedy. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's only on, uh, it's a, just a download. Like Amazon? It's on or? Amazon.com. Nice. And it just, uh, it just covers, uh, it's mostly written for young comics. Okay. You know, coming up, you know, a lot of do's and don'ts. and. Oh, that's great. Know, how to, uh, you know, write for yourself and not for anybody else and let people come to you and all this stuff that uh it's really autobiographical okay but at the same time i try to you know enlighten like inspirational yeah, yeah it's that's in, good. inspire yeah young the younger guys that's awesome yeah so and what's it called a life, a life in comedy a life in comedy all right right nice. so all right well check that out um i don't remember when this is coming out but <laughs> i don't know what dates to plug because i stink at this but july 21st is yours in Suffolk. I'm at, in Vegas with Dice, the 21st, 22nd, 23rd. And then the weekend after that, whatever are those dates are. Are you at the Laugh Factory then? The Tropicana Laugh Factory. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, are you doing the actual room or are you doing the, the upstairs? No, we or? do the room. We do the Laugh Factory room. Oh, so cool. the last two weekends of July, I'll be in Vegas with Dice. Nice. That's exciting. And then nice and hot. Yes. I got her. Great, great time of year to to be in <laughs> Vegas. If, uh, my Philly people, I'll be at the uh, C- Comedy Works, not in Denver, the one in Bristol, PA. It's still there. <laughs> not the huh? big one. The one in Bristol. Yeah. The Comedy Works. Well, there, wasn't there one downtown tour or one no, one in I, the city at one time? That was one on South Street, and that was called many years ago. Yeah, right? the Comedy Works. Comedy works. I can't. Remember. I can't remember. Jesus. What did I just say? Comedy works. Yeah. Okay. That comedy works is where I'm going to be. I forget the name of that one that was on South Street, um, but that's not there anymore. But I'm going to be in the comedy works 
uh, there's August a helium and 12th. Yeah. Affiliate. That's where the also. bigger comics work, but I'll be at comedy works. Comedy works. Got it. Bristol. <laughs> Get some more Twitter followers, y'all. If you come <laughs> out, maybe I can go to Helium, and I wouldn't have to drive 30 minutes outside of my own city just to perform. God damn it. Yeah. So, yeah, Bristol, and then Parks Casino, August 6th, 16th, and then Roasting Pete Rose, August 10th August in Philadelphia. 10th. Uh, nice. I'll be doing an open mic uh, yes. somewhere in... Corona, California. Okay, hopefully, I'm very proud of you for that. Uh, only if I drive. only if I can get in. We'll see. <laughs> I, I'm no, trying Rick to work together my solid three minutes, and I'm going to get on the Tonight Show just so I can embarrass Jimmy Fallon. That's <laughs> yes, th- that's I the ultimate so. goal. <laughs> we hey. shit on Jimmy Fallon any chance we get. <laughs> hey, J- Jimmy, remember when you tried to get me to fuck Barry Sobel? Anyway, great show you got here at the Tonight Show. <laughs> that was a real thing. <laughs> Uh, well, thanks for being on. We appreciate Thank it. Thank you, John. Oh, Very this exciting. So awesome. This and, is uh, great. Man. I hope it recorded. Yeah. Yeah. Wouldn't that be funny? John, we got to call you back in. John, can you come Qu- back Can you down? redo everything as we did before? Because we really like it. Actually, liked we'll it. just meet in your neighborhood. Yeah, I was going to so. say. I'll yeah, see you. right. You got to come out by us. I'll see you around Las Virginis. And, uh, That's so funny, man. You know, I love those little restaurants across the street. Yeah. They got a Thai restaurant. They yep. got a, a Mexican restaurant. They have a Middle Eastern restaurant. Oh, that's disgusting. And, they have, and a pizza joint. Uh, a pizza joint. <laughs> I ate there tonight. They, they got all the races covered. They got them all. That's great. Spot. <laughs> yeah. And a really good coffee shop, like a yeah, um, uh, a gourmet coffee shop right that's there. That's great. That's great. Yeah, when we moved there, I'm like, because we moved from Sherman Oaks, and I was like, the only thing that sucks, I love how quiet it is, but. There's nothing around. Did you do it for the schools too? Or yeah, yeah. How old your? She's only one, but it was like we had to move because so we were in a one bedroom. So right. it was like we had a baby crib right next to our bed, and it was just like we needed to move up. And then I'm like, I, I hate moving. So you're let's just... literally right around the corner from me. Yeah, uh, yeah. The schools. You, that you, was why. Yeah, yeah. You know those Malibu Canyon apartments? Yeah, yeah. Right? Yeah, it's like right across the Thousand Oaks Boulevard or whatever it is right. there. Yeah. So. Yep, just wanted. Well, you'll be seeing me at the liquor store. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> Ricky will be the with one on the corner. I'll, I'll be the I'll be the sad Big man. Rick. <laughs> what do you want, hey, Ricky. One? It's me. I'll be the one with the baby begging because I don't make enough money doing comedy. I'll see him on the corner. <laughs> That's right. You said said you begged. <laughs> uh, thanks for listening, Thank guys. So come much. to the comedy store. Check out a show. Yes, uh, come see Rick every weekend. That's I'll be here. Sometimes I'm here. Uh, I'm just kidding. All right. Bye, guys. Thank you.